Hello, my name is Jordan Green. My name is Pedro Mignan. And welcome to... The Half Step to Life podcast, where we enrich creatives and assure the potential artist within you. It's you, Pedro. It's me? It's no, you. it's you, Jordan. It's you. It's definitely you, Jordan. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's you. Is it you? Is, is it, it just you? you or just me? Ooh. Reference? Uh, yeah, just yeah, you reference. Yeah, yeah, check yeah. it out. It's a great Yeah, team. you got to check that out. Just check, <laughs> you, gotta, you. Just me. Like, it's, it's, it's a great song. Man, that's evidence, bro. <laughs> Facts. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's also very true. Yeah. That's fa- I forgot about that, actually. All day. All, all day, day. All day. Every day. All day. Just also, the references. Also, check out Thelonious Monk if y'all uh, are interested in hearing some killing jazz. Yes. Also, thank you for joining us on the fifth episode of Half Step to Life. Mm-hmm. If this is your first time joining us, feel free to uh, watch our other episodes um, and other content on YouTube and Instagram. And please, 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 don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Turn your bell notifications on because mm-hmm. we put videos out like this every single week. Yeah, and then if you're on Instagram, hit that follow button. Hit that follow button. Hit it. Send the DM. Mm. Mm. So uh, show that scene as scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comment on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! So Pedro, how are you doing today? How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. To be honest, I just ate. Uh, I'm so wow, I'm satiated. Wait, no, I was there. No, you were there. <laughs> um, you were definitely there. Maybe not mentally, but maybe was physically. That, was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was definitely there. It was, you were, it was, you were definitely there. We had, a, we had a really nice lunch, so I'm really happy about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So satiated. I feel satiated. <laughs> Please, please explain what satiated means uh, uh, for those people that f- don't know uh, what it means. Fulfilled uh, with a certain entity. Usually people, uh, sorry, that's saturated. Ugh. But satiated meaning I'm full. I'm full. I'm full to a proper amount. Yes. Yeah, he, he just didn't say. He wanted to sound cool, so he said satiated. I, uh, He's just full. I just, He's uh, just full. Listen, academic vocabulary, it's important to have, especially within these conversations. I guess. I guess, bro. <laughs> you could have just said I'm full. It's fine, it's, it's fine. You want to know why? Why? I, I really don't. I don't know why. Oh. I, was, I was expecting you to say <laughs> <Okay>. something. <laughs> but I'm glad you're doing I'm, I'm, You're doing well. I'm glad you're full. Yes. Um. And um, this is uh, Van Doren Pencil. How, oh. Okay. Van Doren. How do you feel about Van Doren hmm? in general? Actually, I was curious about that. How do you feel about Van Doren in period? The reads? Yeah. I've been using Van Doren reads since the jump. Since the jump. Dang. I mean, I switched around. Oh, word. But like I feel like right now I'm on the green boxes, green okay. box Java's, and and the thing for me is that I can pick them up, put on my horn, and then I can play my horn, and then I feel good. Oh, word! Mm-hmm. Uh, for for me, it's the Dario, the Dario. Is that how you say that? Sponsor us. Sponsor. Here's the thing for me: for I'm an alto player mainly, so it's a little bit different because the tenor reeds. I have I can't say no. The tenor reeds are atrocious. Wow, they are atrocious. I don't think they're atrocious, Van Doren. Well, well, they're all right. Like, I'm I'm I don't think I think they're great. On God, on God, I think they're great. I think they're great. Sponsor us. Of, of, of gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Well, that's good, though. That's good, though. I, I got to say, I do like your shirt. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's like one of those baseball shirts. I also like your shirt as well. Oh, yeah. I got this at, um, I think I got this at a thrift store. Oh, word? Hmm? I was thrifting. Thrifting. I need to go thrifting, to be honest. I haven't been out shopping in a while. I need to go thrifting. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, but even still, like, you mean, the, the stuff that you probably have over there is different from here. I mean, I'm this is Orlando stuff, like yeah. Altamont stuff. So I mean, it's not you're not gonna find this. No facts. I mean, like literally in a thrifting store uh, in Miami, you probably have like a lot of floral patterns, and literally you just start like the minute you put on a shirt like that, it's just like, you start speaking Spanish. Like, oye, que bola? <laughs> Maybe I should. I, I'm down to pick up another language. I just listen, put the shirt listen, on. Listen, it's put over. Put the shirt on, and that's over. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Right? That's how people learn languages. That's um, exactly shirts. <laughs> actually, there's actually, actually, a, <laughs> English shirts. And uh, yeah. if you put them on, you just start, uh, you just start speaking, speaking English. English. Mm-hmm. But it's different shirts for different places. Yeah, it's different colors, different sure. stuff. You know, for sure. Plaid is definitely uh, English. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. Yep. 
kill him. Well, anyway, uh, now that uh, we, you know, we just doing the stuff. Uh, you said you had something for me. I think you have something for me, actually. Yes, it's a mystery box. Oh, word. I'm kidding. I don't have anything for you. <laughs> I'm not bringing box. anything for you. I'm not. I have nothing. It's okay. Nothing. It's I'm okay. just kidding. But um, so today we're gonna be talking, and we're gonna be talking to the people today. Let's turn to the people. Let's All turn right. to the people. Listen, people. Um, here at the Half Step to Life podcast, we really want you guys to be enriched. You know, we want you guys to be enriched, and we want to assure the potential artists in you. And today, we're gonna be talking about artists we're going to be talking about creators you. and the topic for today the you. topic for the day first yes in you 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 yeah in, 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 in you yes in in you um <laughs> and, and the topic we're going to be talking about today is is this anyone can be a creator absolutely anyone can be a creator um so what do i mean by anybody can be a creator now sure. a lot of people for some reason have this have this suspicion. I, I've been I've talked to a lot of people, especially at shows, at sure. concerts, at just places where creatives are, and they say, "Oh my goodness, like what you were doing or what the people were doing on stage, it's just so cool. Like I, I wish I could do that." Right. And every time I, I every time somebody says that to me, I just start, I just think to myself, "You you you can like like you you right. can you might you, obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna play exactly like I do, but you can do what we're doing, you right. know. Right, right, and right. I think a lot of people throughout time, um, whether it's people that have told them certain things, whether it's just their their idea of what we're doing is just larger than you know we think. Facts. But a lot of people just decide one day, yeah, you know, I can't do that. It's cool to watch, but I could I could never I could do never that. do that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's. It's kind of just it's kind of a concerning, yeah. Because it's I I never want to seem like I'm not accessible or that somebody can like somebody can never get to the level that I'm at because it's not true. It's true. If you do if you do what you do, I mean, if you try your best and you try hard, you can get to places you never thought you could. And I think a lot Absolutely. of times people people think that there's like this you know God given talent or this like thing that people are just born with talent. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. And I feel like that's kind of like uh, attributed to. Um, people's like I don't know their perception of how musicians are supposed to be like it's supposed to be like from like five years old or something they hear like Mozart's story usually like especially within elementary school and they mm -hmm. hear like wow he's like like nine and he made like a symphony like at nine years old that's crazy like how can I be a musician like that sort of thing and I also feel like this is also uh, catered towards uh, just you know not necessarily uh, ignorance in a, in a negative light but kind of like as far as like they don't they don't necessarily know and they don't know what it takes like yeah it's just like anything else in life it just takes a little bit of effort and time you know so i feel like that's like mainly the, where that comes from you know for for sure and i think one of the things that it's important to wipe off in the very beginning right is is, is, is kind of what um was it david baker that said it that um what was the quote anyone can anyone can improvise Oh no, that was Jamie Ebersole. Jamie Ebersole. Oh my Ebersol. gosh! Now I, you're I'm getting you're all good. these. I mean, David Baker is like they're friends. They're really they're, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You know, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. But mm -hmm. but yeah, he's he's definitely one of those people. All these yeah. jazz education, big time people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just were friends. Exactly, but anybody can improvise. I think anybody can really be a creator. So let's talk Absolutely. about that a little bit more. Let's just sure. flesh that out. So the first thing I want to talk about sure. is um, let's talk about really really some let's play some homage to people that nobody thought could be creative right. or maybe maybe people didn't think could be as creative right. as other people starting with people like um people people with certain disabilities okay so one thing that i've seen a lot and it's, i don't know why but it's always piano players piano players that yeah. can play the piano <laughs> yeah. extremely well that's that's strange isn't it that like, are either blind or partially blind yeah you know what i mean yeah um first person you think of stevie wonder oh my gosh <laughs> he's <laughs> not blind yeah he, <laughs> <laughs> Every, my no, life has been a lie like uh, this no, whole time. Yes, yeah, like somebody like that that is completely blind. Right. Um. And and I, and I believe he was born blind too, right? Right. Yeah. So, I think somebody, so yeah, somebody that has never ever been able to see in his entire life. Right. And one of the most influential, powerful musicians of all time. Facts. Has to be. Facts. Um. People from all different talk, all different walks of life, all different. You know, everybody knows who Stevie Wonder. Absolutely. Is. And and it's an, and it's amazing thing that he can play the piano so well he can compose so well right. he and a lot of stuff with his music is he takes you to another one but we'll talk about that later right. but 
you know, somebody like him, another person that I comes to mind is Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Have you heard the story of Ray Charles? Absolutely. It's oh really my messed up. Gosh. <laughs> um, anybody that hasn't heard the story of Ray Charles, there is a movie adaptation yeah, of his is, life. Yeah, with Jimmy Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good movie. It's, it's a, a good, good movie. movie. It's like one of those, like, movies about musicians that's like okay yeah like you know not like not i'm not gonna go on a tangent here but like you know most most musicians uh, most movies about musicians are not typically the best and it's funny because i've heard the same thing about other like creatives too like like i've heard artists say that like oh yeah certain movies about like artists aren't great like certain movies about like even like people in music theater like aren't great (laughs) right right it's just like the 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 dramatization of what people think that field is supposed to be like you know like, he tried. I don't know, dude. Like it's <laughs> like it's like they didn't really capture the thing. But that's a whole different tangent, and mm-hmm. maybe we could talk about it later uh, in some other light. But like, I feel like it's really important um, that uh, a few examples uh, besides the people that don't have necessarily any disabilities or anything like that. Like the first one that comes to mind, at least when I was like when we were co- starting this conversation, was Django Reinhardt. Mm. You know, like he didn't get famous in jazz until like forty two years old Mm -hmm. you know and then more like a more recent uh example kanye his his, he didn't he didn't really start putting out music until he was 27 Mm -hmm. so it's like there's this kind of like misconception within music that it's just like you have to be one of these people who are like have an affinity for music and this sort of thing and i have to be doing it for a really long time otherwise you're not going to make it like like this sort of thing which is absolutely untrue like yeah there's people that there's a lot more people now that do it more often and then get famous probably like around their 30s or late 20s like braxton cook is another example of that yeah like I feel like we talk about Braxton all the time, but like Braxton's amazing. He's the goat. Uh, oh my love, gosh! Love, well, he's like thirty something right now, right? And he's, he's yeah, in his early thirties, right? And he's just gaining traction. Like there's, I mean, a lot of people know his music now, but like before, oh, better know him. They better than they better know. We'll educate. Name. We'll, we'll educate. We'll put his song. Like, we'll put his songs on. Braxton, if you're watching this, definitely have to come on the podcast. Please. to talk to both of us, please. I might cry. I don't know if I get. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. Yeah, hey, it's all good, nah, bro. It's all good. I got tissues. Dude. Yeah, yeah, we got tissues. Yeah, it's a little with the lotion because I would be for profusion. sure. Yeah, prof- Facts. Profusely Facts. crying. <laughs> profusely crying. Weeping. Weeping. Mourning. Bawling. Yes. Ballers. <laughs> We're gonna keep on going before he says Sorry. something. Else. Uh, <laughs> no, but going back to what we were saying before. As far as music is concerned, as far as art's concerned, as far as anything is concerned, you really just have to think to yourself. That's the first thing is that, hey, I want to do this. Right. I don't know what I'm going to look like while I'm doing it. I might feel like I'm looking really stupid while I'm doing it, right. but I'm going to do this. Mm. I, another f- person that's um, a little bit closer to me that I know, um, I'm going to drop his name in here. His name is Steven. Steven? Um and Steven, um I remember because this happened like yes, yeah, started to Steven. He's I think he's in Orlando right now. Actually, he just moved back. I don't know. Um, long story short, Steven was um um oh goodness, I don't want to tell him, like all about his life or anything. Well, like but, synopsis, like well, yeah, for the most for the most part, he wasn't into music until he finished like high school. He was in college, um, and he was on a completely different track. Right. And he came to a couple of I think it was the Austin's jazz sessions, and he fell in love with it. Right. And then he told me because he because he, he's actually told me a story on, on coffee and conversation. If, and you can check that one out. His name is um, Stephen Petrusha, I believe. Sure. Um, check that one out on Instagram. But um, he started off like probably three years into like his I think he was in med school at the time. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, like almost done with everything. He was working you know, a job. He came to Austin's a couple of times. He's like, I got to learn how to play the piano. He starts learning how to play the piano. He told me that he spent hours i'm talking charlie parker like hours like eight hours and stuff like that a day just on on it and over time you know he gained he gained traction now he's teaching lessons he moved he moved away he was playing gigs all over he's playing gigs in like arizona Mm -hmm. a bunch of other like towns now he's come back and it's a completely different thing for him now dang it's like his whole world now and like you know just like that and now I'm not saying you have to practice for eight hours a day. I'm not saying that. I'm not necessarily saying you have to make it your entire life. Of course. But that's just an example of this guy is, you know, in his, like, later 20s or mid-20s. Right. And he started. Right. And he's moving and he's doing things when it comes to music right. because he really wanted to get into yeah, it. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, maybe, like, the affinity for music, like, uh, we talked about it before. Uh, mm-hmm. The affinity for music, I feel like it could be developed at some point. Not it necessarily can. just, like, from, from three years old and on. And, exactly. You know what I mean? And exactly. it's just like... 
like with with the Steven guy, you know, literally just going to a jam session, that was just like the the influence for that. You know, like it was just a spark that he needed in order to get into it. I'm not saying you have to get into music or art in general, mm-hmm. but like if that is an avenue for you or it could be a side hustle thing, you know? Like I know plenty of people who are lawyers, doctors or on the track to be these types of occupations, more these more practical um uh, occupations dang that hurt well i mean you know what i mean like it's just like in the sense of like money but we already have an episode all about money on that but like you know these these types of occupations don't worry we're gonna make it practical for you guys we're 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 gonna make it practical that's facts not when not sorry not if when so but what i was trying to say is just that like literally these occupations that like just on the side like you know, they just happen to be playing music and they're great musicians. Like exactly. they're, they're terrific musicians. You know, I'm just like, how is that possible? Like, like, you know, like these, these guys are some others, uh, some other stuff, like <laughs> for sure. You, you know what I mean? So I was just like, dang, like, and I'm a musician, musician, you know what I mean? Like, and they sound that good, bro. What, <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, for sure. And I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just really interesting. It is, it is. And the first thing that we want to talk about really with this, well, not the first thing, we've talked about multiple things, but <laughs> how third? to start, how to start. Yeah. Um, Pedro, if you could elaborate on this, what, what do you think is important to remember? Let's just basically like bring it down to the basic thing. Like if you're somebody that is competent, sure. you know, maybe somebody around our age, maybe younger, sure. how would you say, what's, what's a good way to start? First, I would, at least at that age, you know, because like, especially, uh, People at that age, their attention span is not necessarily like in a fixed place for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like going after the thing or the the music or the art that that interests you the most mm-hmm. or that you're most attached to. Yes. Like, cause I know me myself, like I didn't get into jazz until like I was like 17, mm-hmm. and that's when I went to to, to Miami Dade College, and then I transferred to UNF, and that's when I actually started doing jazz. But before I was like into cooking, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, that like, like I'm super into cooking since I was like six, you know, and then just like that form of art was just like my life. Like I would I would be making stuff on the weekends, like for my family, cooking for my family on a consistent basis, this sort of thing. So literally being attracted to the stuff that you're that you're interested in. and using also myself as an example, even though that's the way that I started, it could completely change afterwards, mm-hmm. just like your your friend steven or myself at 17 years old where i just like went to new york and i was just like this for me (laughs) this music stuff for me you know for sure no for sure so at least i I feel like catering yourself towards more uh parts of art that you feel like you have uh, a natural affinity for and maybe later if that changes that's completely okay i feel like that's the best way to start that's great that's great and then to add to that too this idea that you already know what you kind of want to do. Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, and, and a lot of people say like, you know, a lot of people are drawn to certain things in one way or another, but you know what you want to do at that age. Right. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. And when you can find something that makes you want to get up in the morning Facts. and you can find something that really pushes you to be better. Facts. It's easy. It's easy to push for that. Absolutely. Because some people, I think, I think for me, one thing was that I knew music was something important to me, mm-hmm. but because I started really young, I I just thought it was a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And because it became a normal part of my life, I was just like, oh, yeah, I play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Like, not not really, like, listening to everything all over the place, but I was like, yeah, I, you know, I play the saxophone. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But when you know, hey, that's really, really cool mm-hmm. at an age where you know what you need to do to get it there. Right. That's really – it's really great. Yeah, and and – you know, I, my life would be completely different if I went into into culinary arts, you know, mm-hmm. like it would be I mean, probably probably be in some same vein, some way similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I feel like it would be a really different. So like it's like, I don't know, like uh, that would be it, like seeing you on Chopped or something. Yeah. That, like, who's uh, that guy? Who's that guy with <laughs> the puffy hair, man? Like, what is that guy doing? It's just like looking like a, a Fabian Almasan, like <laughs> with his hair. He's probably a weird guy, bro. Probably definitely a weird guy. Most yeah. likely. Now I can say you're a weird guy to your face. Yes. Facts. I, I, I was just kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. It's all good. Uh, but but yeah, man, that's that's definitely that's the stuff. For sure. Yeah, and then keeping on going, how? What do you say? Well, I mean, this. Some people would say there's an obvious answer, but how to get better? 
you know, how to move forward in whatever you're doing. Now, not just necessarily music, mm. but with other okay. stuff too. Okay, so are you asking me? Yes. Okay. At least, I mean, I, I feel I find myself to be very disciplined and very dedicated to whatever it is that I do. Yes. And for me, I would consider myself an anomaly. So I'd be like the worst person to ask because like for me, it doesn't matter. Like I'm going to do the thing that I want to do no matter what, you know, especially, uh, and, and it's interesting. Cause like my dad will be like, why are you working so much? And then I'll be like, cause this is my purpose, you know? And then if I'm not working on my purpose, then I'm not really working on myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily have this ideology. I mean, it's not, it's okay. Like people don't have to have the same ideology and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like, um, I feel like I'm a little different when it comes to that because I'm really dedicated. Like I'm really dedicated. no, no, for sure, for sure. Pedro is extremely dedicated. If you haven't noticed, me and Pedro are like are both musicians, but he's way more Type A than me. I'm I'm very super Type A. A. I'm, I'm, super I'm so type. so Type A, bro. Like I am on top of stuff all the time. I am super Type B. Yeah, but like, that's okay. Like that's the, that's the reason why we have this podcast. You know, it's like different energies, different ways of doing things. You know, yeah, we we we're, we fight each other every day. After oh, this. absolutely, it's like Fists. fisticuffs. Yeah. 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 No gloves though. No gloves. No rules. Bare knuckle. Like that's just light punches. That's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but like, it, you know, some the the thing is that I think a lot of people will will have uh, different things that they'll uh, you know be more inspired to do uh, than others. You know, for me, I have this one purpose that I need to complete, which I've mentioned it in other episodes of our podcast, um, and. I'm going to do it in every single way that I can within the stuff that I do. For sure. For sure. You know, and, um, moving forward on that too, I think, I think this is where passion comes into it too. Mm -hmm. Um, but before I do that, actually how to get better. I think for me, at least the way that I approached it, the way that I approach things and, um, isn't necessarily just because people will just tell you it's practice. Like people will be, a lot of people will just say, well, just practice. I remember one time I was at this, um, this event, um remember performance lab, performance lab yeah yeah so we were at performance lab i think pedro was there too and there was this famous flute player there and this this person said hey how do how do you get better right and he kind of just like he was like well, practice obviously right and i was like yeah okay <laughs> well i mean there's only so many <laughs> things you could do with practicing yeah you know like um I can't tell you how many times, like if I'd be able to count how many times a musician told me that you can't, like you can't get better only by practicing, I would have like a hundred hands. Like, cause it's the truth. It's the truth. Like, it's, cause it's like you have other types of practicing, like literally like the, the human experience, like how you develop relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, also practicing by playing, like performing, like we've also been talking about it recently, like mm-hmm. just, performing on a consistent basis and like that's like a version of practicing 100%. you know like your stage presence this all this stuff like having a repertoire etc 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 and then just being able to facilitate that because otherwise like if you're stuck in a practice room like all the time and you're not playing and not doing other things and experience life like humans are supposed to then how do you expect to get better exactly you know exactly because there's more than just practicing too Right. Like thinking about it, let's think about it for a second. If everybody just practiced the same thing that other people told them to practice before, right. we how much music would we have? How much music would we have? Like a hundred songs? Probably a hundred songs. That sound like the same song? Probably. Because what do we do as what do we do as musicians? We innovate. What do we do as artists? We change. We move. Right. I mean, think about think about what if what if uh, Pablo Picasso never did anything different. Than yeah. what he had seen before. Right. Don't think about that. Because then half the artwork that you would see around it wouldn't be the same. Right. You know? So it's important that we innovate. And how do we innovate? Well, we listen to others. We listen to new stuff. Right. We find things that we naturally pull on to. Right. And then f- once we do those things, we think about our experiences like you were saying before. Like, right. it's really important to pull on those things. And it's really important to, oh, one thing that's one of the most important things to do in the human experience ask questions oh my god ask questions absolutely oh my goodness <sighs> gotta be asking questions if nobody asked any questions how far along would we be <laughs> probably not <laughs> too far <laughs> the human race yeah asking questions is one of the most powerful things you can do yeah because it's just like it's part of critical thinking right mm-hmm. it's just like being curious about certain things 
It's just like you know, like in times it's like Socrates and Aristotle and all these uh, these cats, you know. Yeah. Uh, not actual cats, the the philosophers, right? <laughs> not everyone. Uh, uh, you know, because <laughs> I'm a jazzer, I call them cats anyway. Uh, but yeah, like these people, like they were, you know, they just sat down and thought about stuff, about things that were occurring naturally in life or not naturally, and then they were just like. Huh, I wonder I wonder why that is. Hmm. Let's let's try to figure it out. Maybe find some meaning from it. You why know? are there lights in the sky? Why are there lights in the sky? A bunch of them. Like or like there's a lot. <laughs> or like uh what was it? Isaac Newton, the discoverer of, of gravity? It's just like, ugh, like why are things falling this way? Like <laughs> like imagine. Imagine yeah. if like questions like this weren't asked, like and that pertains to music as well, which is what you were saying. It's like imagine what the, what type of music would sound like what type of music would be out like if if people didn't ask questions in general exactly you know exactly so do these things and do them in do them as much as you can a lot of times people stray away from things like stray away from questions because they don't want to seem like that person that's doing you know the weird thing right could you be the weird could some could somebody start being the weird person because if you would start being the one that's weird i guess the quote-unquote weird one you'd probably get a lot more things done Absolutely. when it comes to asking questions. i remember one time i'll never forget this we were we were in a um i don't know if you were there actually weird but um there was a, it was a master class sure and this was like it was college um I, no I, I was probably a senior at the time and there were a bunch of other saxophone players in the room right uh-huh. Um, from the school, and this this guy was giving a, a master class, and I raised my hand, and we're talking about like heavy music and stuff, right. you know. And I'm like, um, so how do you do your taxes? And everybody's laughing, everybody's like dying of laughter. But I'm sitting there like actually curious. It's cool to play all these tunes, right. and it's cool to do all this stuff. But how do you do, do your, your taxes? taxes? I had no clue back then. That's I mean that's I a, no that's clue. a really that's a really great question. Actually. And the thing is, and he and he straight up told me he told me now I do what he does. He said I think it would be a lot easier for you if you would just go to a tax preparer. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best thing to do because musicians when it, when it comes to taxes, there are so many things you don't know about. Right. And because I did that, I got a lot of I I was able to get a lot of money back like recently. Right. And I was able to invest in stuff. Right. Like this. Like. This. Like like this micro literally this microphone right here. Right. I can thank that. I can thank this. I can give this back. You know, kind of like to the person that told me do right. your taxes. Right. <laughs> I know it's like I mean, funny thing, y- but you know it's like it, it's just and I also feel like uh, that's just kind of like in like just genuine curiosity mm-hmm. like about music or yeah. art in general so it's like what would th- how would this sound or what would this look like if i change this thing you know like people do it all the time and like that's just part of the creative experience you know asking questions is a huge part right. you're right 100 percent. and moving forward passion okay so so this is this passion. is the this is a this is something that i have uh um, I guess I can push back on, right? Okay, okay. And the reason why I s- <laughs> I'm pushing, <laughs> push it, push it to the limit. Remember that song, like uh, oh no, <laughs> Disney, oh, classic Disney, Disney classic oh, Disney, it, it, High School Musical. If y'all remember that, but anyway, um, uh, what's it called? I have a problem with when people say passion, and uh, they literally describe something that they really want to do, and then that's their passion. Like they'll say, like this is my passion, right? And then oftentimes when I get into those conversations, I'm like, it's not my passion. It's my purpose. Hmm. And the reason why I say that is because passion or at least the the definition of passion, you know, and the way it's described in, in the English language and other languages it might be interpreted different. Like anyway, like in the English language, it's it's usually referred to as something that is very intense, but fleeting. Like something, someone that is passionate, something that is passionate, something that is very pas- passionate in characteristic, you know, but your purpose, that's intangible. Like that doesn't move, you know, like it's never ending. Like it's, it's, it's something that's within you or something that is part of something that influences the rest of that thing. You know what I mean? And it's never, never moving. It's like, it's like a, it's like a donkey. It's stubborn and it doesn't move, you know? Like, and, and people will be like, oh, but like, you know, isn't like a purpose, like kind of a bit like too like forthcoming, like too like intense. It's just like, well, it's just a longer and more like 
firm version of a passion really Mm -hmm. because if you really want to do something and you really have the tools to do it and you're going out to do it you're probably going to see try to see some result from it right yes so it's like if you if you dedicate so much energy and so much time into one thing and it becoming something part of your life that is absolutely important like it's like you can't escape that at all then then it's only going to add to your life. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, well, a passion will only be like kind of temporary, mm. you know? No, it's interesting that you said that too, because one of the things that I've, um, and this has just been from multiple places, sure. but people say, people say this thing, um, what do you love to do when you wake up in the morning? Or right. what is there, what is there something that are you, are you looking forward to doing something? Right. Or like whenever you're in a rut, what is something that you enjoy doing no right. matter what? Right. You know who asks these these people like these questions? One one is the uh the the founder of KFC. Oh, word. He asked himself what he liked to do in the morning. He liked to make chicken. That's one of the things he liked to do. Now, KFC as the organization, I don't necessarily <laughs> like KFC, but you know, um but then like also like people like I believe Oprah and really big, actually a lot of people that were really famous. I think, I think Bill Gates is kind of the same thing that people just started doing what they loved to do. Right. And then from that point, when they were at a very low point, cause most of these people are very, very low points at one point, Facts. they continued doing what they were doing and then they ended up getting to another place. Um, take somebody like Mark Ruffalo, you know, the Hulk, right? Right. I, I heard that he got turned down from 500 plus roles right. before he got to be the Hulk. Right. Denzel will talk about his story, you right. know, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah. And it's like you got these people that are going through a lot of stuff, but they yeah. had they had this thing and, and it was more than passion. They were passionate at a moment maybe, but purpose. It's it's like what what's interesting, I always attested uh I'm a nerd. I'll I'll be the first person to say I'm a nerd. I'll always attest it to 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 the Rock Lee story. Mm. Like Rock, if y'all don't know, Naruto is a very famous anime in in, in Japan and also in the we United stand. States. We stand. Yeah. So, like, Rock Lee is this guy in, in, in Naruto where he basically has no powers. Basically, he has no powers, pretty much. The only thing that he relies on is the energy within his body and also his physical fitness, pretty much. And this man, like as a boy was just like, man, I don't have any of these powers while well, everybody has all these powers. Like, what am I going to do? And he, he literally looked at himself and he was just like with his sensei, his, his teacher, he was like, literally, I'm going to work harder than everybody else. Cause this, this deficit that I have is not going to define me. And this is my purpose, you know? And then he literally went on to be one of the coldest people yeah. on that show, yeah. you know, like, and, and, sure. and I love rock Lee because of that, because it's like literally, you can't take away all that work that he did for himself. And that also goes back to like, you know, either KFC or Bill Gates or Oprah. It's just like, he loved fighting. He loved fighting like physically, like Taijutsu as they called. Um, they, he loved fighting and he didn't want to take that away from himself. And literally he would get up in the morning, late at night, doing a hundred pushups or a thousand pushups or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like punches and kicks and like an unquestionable amount of, of those things. And would be doing a lot more because he loved it. And the same thing with Oprah. They loved it. You know, KFC, they loved it. Bill Gates, they loved it. You know, and just having that purpose in general as the the fire. When people say it's like a fire in your in your body. Mm-hmm. It's like the fire in your body in order to push you forward through the good times and the bad times. 100%. 100%. And then, like, there are two more things on this, but um, we'll, we'll make them a little bit shorter. One thing is getting through rejection. Too. Right. So, and this ties along with what we were talking about at the end. Yeah. Um, in life, there is rejection. Right. In many things that you do. Right. There will be rejection. Facts. Um, and I think the one thing to remember is that rejection can be one of two things. Right. The thing that ends it for you or puts you into a place where you don't want to do things mm. and, you know, really negatively affects you mm. or a stepping stone. That shows you not only that you nece- weren't necessarily where you needed to be when you were there, mm-hmm. or, but also if you know the rejections in a good way, the mm-hmm. constructive criticism that you need to get to the next place. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no way to avoid rejection. I think even in like basic, just in your basic human life, when you're asking somebody out, 
even that, mm. like even even trying to find you know Tax. somebody to be with or something like that, you know, there's rejection everywhere. Right. Jobs, <laughs> relationships, like I just said. Right. right. Music. Music. Art. Right. Everywhere. There's gonna be rejection everywhere. Facts. And it's just important to remember that rejection doesn't mean that you're a terrible person or you're right. you're terrible at whatever you're doing. Right. It just means that at this point in time, you're not gonna get one thing. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, and I feel like because uh, the, these are shorter, but but I will I will say this one thing before we move on to the next one is that uh, this is like rejection is a is a form of failure. Mm. You know, like objectively, it's something that you can't achieve because of some cer- certain circumstances within the moment. You know, mm-hmm. and failure is just like you said within anything. So it's like it's almost to be expected. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that a lot of people they focus on that failure. That it doesn't allow them to push through. Mm-hmm. So then they, like, for example, like somebody, like, they didn't get a gig that they wanted or they mm-hmm. played a terrible solo, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they're just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And if they just, like, pushed a little bit more, they would have seen the the end result that they wanted originally, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and being nerdy again, yeah. um, one more thing that I'll say um, about that. The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Um, when Syndrome was yes. monologuing. Yes. To, to, to <laughs> Mr. He was Not to Mr. Incredible, Not and he monologuing. said, "He said my goal is to make everybody super, so no one will be. If you always had good days and you always succeeded, right. would every would anything ever matter to you? And Facts. would you work as hard as you need to to get to where you are? Facts. Rejection is sometimes a thing that we need. Sometimes it's the thing that you need to bring you to your purpose." Talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking, talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's talking to me. No, but um, but but yeah, yeah. Rejection. Um, use it. Use it as use, use it, it as, as fuel. Use, use it, it as fuel, fuel. man. Mm-hmm. Jet fuel. Um, chasing the goal and the dream mm. goes back to purpose, man. Goes back to purpose. If you can keep your eyes on the prize, you'll realize. Yeah. That what? I, I was like, you were going, you, you're going for a <laughs> ride. You were going for a ride, so I was, I, I was getting excited. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you need to achieve is to believe that you can believe it and you can achieve it. A word. For real. For real. For real. I can't rhyme anything else. No, it's, it's like, like orange. It's like, it's like uh, orange. It's like orange. I can't rhyme. All right, it's all good. <laughs> but, but um, I think I think that's on that's on what on anybody can be a creator, man. Anybody can be a creator. Facts. But you gotta, you really gotta push sometimes. Just gotta know? put in the work, put in the work, and then eventually, at some point, you know, things will be chugging along. Mm, mm. The work. Mm. Work. Mm. Mm. all right so uh, concluding that portion of our of our podcast now we're moving into the next session yes the next segment new new segment segment. new segment can we reach each other (laughs) new segment uh we call this the hi-fi the hi-fi the hi-fi is a segment that where we take an album a single an epk or any other piece of content you know creative content and we talk about it we talk about things from lyrics all the way down to chord progressions and even the feelings that are elicited, elicited within this project in general. Mm-hmm. So the one that I'm bringing today mm-hmm. <laughs> to t- today is uh, Stevie Wonder's The Songs of Life. Yeah, I told you we were going to talk about it later. Songs in the Key it. of Life, actually. Yes, Stevie yes. Wonder. Oh, Stevie. my goodness. The boy. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Oh my God! There's so much that you can say about Stevie Wonder, Absolutely. and I think it's just a testament to the work, and also just the talent Facts. <laughs> that, that that he had. Facts. Um, but that album, man. Oh my God! <laughs> there aren't too many albums that every single thing on there is a bop. There isn't. Facts. There Facts. isn't. My my the the reason why I like this album particularly. And more than more so than any other albums, especially coming out in that time, was the fact that it doesn't matter what type of music you like, there's something for everyone on there. Like if you're listening to grunge, there's something on there. If you like jazz, there's something on there. If you like R and B, there's something on there. If you like harps, there's something <laughs> on there. <laughs> if you like harps, if you like strings, like you know, like there's something on there. You know, like it, it's it's just the uh, just one of the one of the things that I love about music especially projects that I've listened to in the past is versatility. Mm-hmm. And this man literally 
eats, sleeps, and breathes versatility as far as like arrangements, composing, like singing, piano playing. Like this man even plays drums and is a killing drummer, bro. Like, and literally he's doing it like this. Facts. Literally, he, he just doing all the stuff. You can't see all the like stuff. we were saying earlier. You know, just all the stuff. It's amazing. So, uh, Jordan, uh, I guess. Within this segment, I want to ask you also, like, what are some of your favorite songs from the record? And I'll okay. tell you, I'll tell you something. Here, give me three, three songs. Sure. Okay, all right. We got "Pastime Paradise." Okay. We got "Always." Yeah, always, always, always. Um, and I, oh, I wish. Oh my, well, well, not I wish, but no, no, I wish. Yeah. No, this is uh, like, oh like, my gosh. I guess. Uh, well, you tell me why you like those songs. Period. Um. Well. Okay, so um, to those of you who don't know this song, Pastime Paradise, um, I want you to take a second and listen to, uh, you might know this the, the song Gangsta's Paradise by, by Coolio. Coolio. Love Coolio, love Coolio, um, but listen to Pastime Paradise. <laughs> please do. Just, just please listen to it. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Stevie Wonder came out with uh, Pastime Paradise first. Facts. Because this, 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 this album is from, um, I believe it's from the, like, the 70s or the early 80s. It, wasn't it 88? Or, I want to say 88. 88? I might be wrong. I, I also might be wrong. Okay, we'll have to look that up soon. We'll, yeah. Put in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Put in the comments. <laughs> but um, I think with Paradise, Pastime Paradise, I mean, oh, man. It, it brings you to another place. Mm. And then also, like, which you can see in, in, in Gangsta's Paradise, you can move whatever was happening. Because that, that introduction, you know, right. that, int- that intro material that, ha- that you have going on that comes in through the song, right. it's kind of aggressive. It's a little bit aggressive. If you yeah. move it in a different way, like like, like they did when, they, when, he, when Coolio sampled it, right. you'll hear that. Right. You know, like, it's this, it's this really interesting kind of line that's, like, kind of chordal. And then moving on through it, it it's, it's a pretty simple idea. It's not a crazy idea or anything like that. But it really, oh my god! It really takes you to another place, right? Like past times, um, it really just takes you to a to a place where I I really enjoy it. I really I really enjoy everything that's going on in there, Word. especially that hook, pastime paradise. Right. Oh my gosh, man. Right. I think that's my. I think that's one thing I like about that song. But, but let me let me know about what you like about your song. I don't want you to well uh, take too much time up. You know. No, don't even worry about it. Uh, my songs are uh, another star, another star, uh, Sir Duke. And what was the other one? Uh, Summersoft. Oh, bro, yeah, that's, so, his so, so, that's his so, favorite so one. That's his favorite one. Oh Summersoft. my god! That's a killing song. The the reason why I like those songs specifically is because, like, like I said, versatility. Like these, all these songs together, at least have three different keeps in them. Yeah, at least. Summersofts especially has like seven or eight. I yeah. think it was. Yeah, last time I it checked. goes everywhere. Uh, if 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 I'm incorrect, somebody please put it down in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's just how do you make a song sound so good in a multitude of keys? Like that's that's like I understand like classical music and like going to relative keys and this sort of stuff. But it's like Steve was like, nah, I'm gonna go up in half steps. You know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, if, pe- for if people don't know what a half step is, like a semitone in between two pitches. So it's just like, uh, that little separation between yeah. two notes, that's basically a half step. This man literally does like, nah, we're going to change the keys seven times. <laughs> <laughs> and like, really, like, and also, it's just that how each of these different songs have different grooves. And you could pretty much say that about the whole project in general. Mm-hmm. And in different keys in general, like another star, for example, it's in the key of B major. Who who plays in the key of B major? I'm glad I wasn't on that. So, uh, I'm good. I'm good. He could he could, he, hey. do it. he could take it. That's my A flat major. Good. <laughs> I'm good, bro. It's like <laughs> how is it in B major? Like like <laughs> like uh, that's like a terrible key for 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 tenor saxophones at least. Uh, so so you know it's it's just like the facility that he has on on his instrument and also within composing and how he's hearing uh, melodies and stuff like that because it's just like he's just like. Yeah, sure. Like the most like uncommon key in like uh, all of music in the Western tradition. Sure, why not? Let's make a song. Like what? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know, man. But like, uh, like what are some of the instrumental uh, characteristics that you enjoyed about the songs that you chose? 
Well, um, I'll, I'll say it, it, instrumental, and then also with his voice, like yeah. his, his um rhythms as well. Sure. Oh my goodness! I think one of the things for me, um, and this is actually on a different song. This is on Contusion. Okay. The the rhythms on Contusion, right, 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 and then like the guitar, the guitar melody that he's playing. I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah. And then like, there's there are a couple of different sections that go on the, the five four sections, and then yeah. they jump back to four four. Yeah. And you just think to yourself, okay, Stevie Wonder has a great voice. You know, if you listen to Isn't She Lovely, you'll be like, okay, he has right. he has a, he has a great voice, right. and he can play the you can play the harmonica and play the piano. Right. No, this no. man has rhythmic. Rhythms uh, like going crazy, absolutely right. at all right. times, right. and then also like everything he's singing, like it's especially in always, right. like when we get to that last part, right? right. So, and then he starts singing that line. Right. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm not a great singer. No, it's, it's all but, good. It's all good. <laughs> me, me neither. Wow, you agreed that I'm not a good singer. Wow. <laughs> I said me neither. I said me neither, bro. Wow. But he's agreeing that I'm not a good singer. Listen. Did you hear this? I agreed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but like, it's just crazy to me, like, and especially, like, instrumentally. The reason why I say instrumentally is because it's like, on each of the different songs that that's, that's on there, mm-hmm. like there's different instrumentations for everything, really. Yes. And I feel like that's that's more uh, of like an like an orchestral thing, like like a, an orchestration thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's p- completely aware of not only like the singing part, the playing part, like which cats are gonna be on each songs and stuff like that, but what instruments mm-hmm. specifically. Like there's some tracks with like harp on there, like you mentioned earlier. It's just like what like. And then, like, some songs were, like, full orchestra. It's like, what? What? Like, how does... How? What was that song? Um, if one? It's Magic. If right. It's Magic. If It's Magic, right. he, has a, he has a harp on there. Right. I think he has, like, a... Uh, no, that was a harp. And then piano, and then he's singing. And it's, like, it. It's Thanks. so open. Thanks. And it's honestly with the rest of... Well, not even the rest of the album. But with certain songs, you'll literally be shocked. Right. You'll be thinking, wait a minute. This is another album. Right. Like, this has to this, be something this, different. This is, I mean, technically it is because there's like two sides and there's like what, yeah. 24 tracks on there or something. 20. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing, remember, um, you know, he was that musician that wrote a song every day right. for a long. I don't know if he still does it. I think it was like maybe a decade or something that he did that sort of stuff. Every single day. Yeah. And when you do stuff like that, I mean. It was crazy. I mean, you're bound to have a hit or two, but the songs that, I mean. Like, but I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, just imagine, like, like if you write, like, 365 songs, mm-hmm. and let's say, like, 10% is, like, is, like, of great songs. Yeah. So, like, you, you basically almost wrote four songs. Yeah. Like, four songs that are bangers. Like, you know, and that, that's crazy to me. Like, imagine, and, you know, most, most people who compose, they don't necessarily even make, like, four songs within a year, you know? That's true. That's true. There are a lot of people that don't make four songs in a year. And then, like, with, I mean, with the 10%, then you have the songs that are really, really good. And then right. you have the songs that are really, really, which was probably, like, the four that you're talking about. Right. And then thinking about the fact that from those songs that he wrote, for other musicians, to be honest, right. there are probably some songs that were in the 365 that's, right. like, as good right. as Stevie Wonder. That's like, what I'm saying. Not the four. Not even right. close to the not four. Not even close to the four. Like they're just like they're really good, but they like are. not like not that level. I mean, there's a reason why we listen to Stevie Wonder to this day. There's a reason why every like wedding band has to know that. Every like, facts, especially <laughs> Sir Duke. Like everybody wants to hear Sir Duke. Like Bro, bring in the horn section. Come on. The, Come on. No, no, we're not doing ox. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. We're doing it. It's 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 inescapable. And I think, um, too, an- another thing we want to talk about is I wish. Right. When I was a kid, sure. I, re- I, remember think- I remember listening to this song and thinking to myself, man, like, he wants to go back to, like, like days when, like, he was a kid. Right. But then I thought about it again just recently, right. and I thought to myself, wait, is he saying that he wants to go back to the days that, you know, like, kids are reprimanded for this stuff? Like, what is, what is his meaning? Dang. What is his meaning behind this? Because it can mean multiple things. Right. Like, he said that he could, when he was a kid, he used to, you know, this happened. Right. But, like, thinking about it later on, wait, that's not what he meant. And then, like, like when we're talking about the worlds that we're talking right. about, think about a song like uh, uh, Village Ghetto Land. Right. Like, that actually has, in in a way, it's kind of like protest, right. like music. Right. Um, and then at the end, he asks that question, would you like to live in a world like this, where corporations and all this other stuff is making money off of you? Right. Like this Dr. Seuss-like moment, where it actually like highlights like this this song that you might think was fun-loving, I guess, right. 
It's, it isn't. It's what actually happens. Yeah. So many applications. Yeah, it's just like not all. It's like I guess that's kind of like a, a like focusing on the lyrics, pretty much mm-hmm. like that he's chosen. I mean, I, especially somebody with like a dis, like a you know like a deficit, like an, a visual deficit. Mm-hmm. You know, like like how if, do you create if, a world like, like that? Like like he's he, if he's making <laughs> some lyrics, it's probably gonna mean something. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not only the music's gonna be great, like you know for a fact, cause like like that's all he has, you know. Mm-hmm. And how is he trying to convey a certain specific message within this song, with a great melody, with a great band, with great instrumentation, within the versatility that I explained earlier? It's like, bro, it's like. How could you not like this record? You know what I mean? I have this record like on vinyl, like yeah. from, from when my dad had it, you know? Oh my gosh. For those of you that have not checked this record out, I encourage you to do so. Absolutely. I really do. I encourage Absolutely. you to do so. You might not necessarily love everything like, yeah, you know, sure. like, you know, us. We've been naming like every tune. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like this, <laughs> this is fine. I, I really I like I like most of the songs on this record. Exactly. And um, you know, there there is something for everybody though. Right. Like we were saying with Pedro earlier. Man. You gotta love Stevie. Gotta love Stevie. You gotta love Stevie. Gotta love Stevie. Um, but as far as that's concerned, um, like, gosh, it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Right. Anybody can be a creator. It's true. And heck, you could be a daggone good one too. <laughs> daggone good one too. Daggone good one too. My goodness. Like, no, for sure. Never, never underestimate what you're able to do. Yeah. Never underestimate what you're able to do. Yeah, like for people, anybody, and you know, it's just like the the human mind and the human experience is is capable of doing a lot more than people expect. You know, and if you only take a little bit of effort, a little bit of time, and a little bit of inspiration, you'll get pretty far. For sure, for sure. Okay, so thank you for listening. My name is Pedro Millan. My name is Jordan Green. Thank you for listening to the Half Step to Life podcast. And remember, Platt is English. Platt is English. <laughs> what? <laughs> what we were talking about earlier, like how, like, you know, imagine, like, you wear a pattern and then all of a sudden, like, you speak Spanish. <laughs> this will be Jordan Green's last episode. On <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> Peace out, y'all.